Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast, Dragon Ball edition. Today we are going to be going over Dragon Ball Super Manga chapter number 71. And we have our Dragon Ball expert, Mitchell Oso, with us. How are you doing today, sir? Yes, sir. How about you? So, how's life treating you? Uh, it's going good, man. It's going good. And like we talked about last podcast, every time we record a manga chapter, it's around your son's monthly birthday. Yep, today is his two-month uh, two birthday. He started smiling a couple of, uh, actually yesterday, he starts smiling every season, so uh, he's grown. He's grown, you know, going to be paying his taxes before we know it, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Get You get Dragon Ball and you get your kid's birthday every every month. That is uh, something, something special, but we are here to talk about manga chapter number 71. It dropped today. And there, there's some pretty interesting things that we learned, some predictions that we were right about, and some predictions we are holding on to. So, Mitch, if you want to give your patent-pending DBS summaries, go ahead. Alrighty, so this chapter is broken down um, kind of in many parts that they go back and forth between um, a whole bunch of situations, but, but um, it is on... Uh, Goku and Vegeta's training and the heaters. Most of this chapter is all about the heaters um, and their plan for, um, well, control over the universe. So it starts off, Goku and Whis are talking, and Whis is discussing with Goku what is the difference between uh, angels and mortals um, like Goku. And Goku um, really can't answer the question. He may have a halo. Um, much to the uh, ire of uh, Weiss a little bit. Um, but then all of a sudden, Weiss's staff, it was not actually, um, comes flying out of nowhere. Um, and Weiss's uh, pass Weiss. It's kind of... Um, Weiss dodges it and then smacks Goku in the face. And Weiss goes to state that he is all... Angels are always... Ultra Instinct, even Space Storm, and Goku um, is, and he states that he needs to transform, transform first into his Ultra Instinct form, so that he can dodge stuff. But Whis is like, no, that's exactly what you know, how to use it in your base form instead of transformation, transforming. God, I can't talk. Um, and he says, you know, when your heart is calm, your body will be able to move no matter what. So we'll dive into what that actually because there's some questions with that as well. And Weiss demonstrates his speed, his powers, all the other hoopla jazz with his staff. And keep training your instinct in his base form. So, and then they will focus on the full transformation at a later date. So, um, Goku says that we notes that time um, might not be on their side. And then brings Vegeta over, and then they discuss that they need to grow stronger uh, previous. 
And Goku and Vegeta kind of are confused with this because they thought that's what they were already doing. And and um, Whis mentions that um, a disturbance in the universe has happened. And Goku um, makes the remark that um, a strong enemy is about to and Weiss is unsure if Granola enemy or not. Uh, pans over to Granola. Uh, long story short, Granola goes back to Planet Serial after talking to the heaters, and he's just going to keep sitting there waiting until the heaters um, tell him when um, or where Frieza is. So then it goes over to the heaters, and this is where the heaters. Um, um, they're part of the story. See here that oil, and they refer to her as Mackie. I believe that is an I font in which they chose for the chapter. Um, oil and Mackie are going to go and see uh, Zuno and ask him all the questions um, for the um, to gather intel on the Saiyans' weaknesses. So Goku and Vegeta. Because they are going to try and get Goku and Vegeta to fight Granola. Um, so we're finding out how they plan on doing that. So um, Oil and Mackie have a list of questions to ask uh, Zuno whenever they see him. So uh, they drift off and go to visit uh, Zuno. And that leaves then Alec and uh, Gas back at the... Uh, palace or headquarters, heater headquarters, right? And gas is the one in which uh, we made the remark um, that he, she, I'm not sure uh, of um, gender or with this one, so I'm just going to refer to gas as a, a he. Um, I'll correct myself if need be if, if I recall here. But gas states, um, so how are we going to get them to fight? Zuno will tell us, Alex says, and so on and so forth. And Gas kind of gets um, in train of thought and says to Alec, I wish you had let me fight him as well. And this is in reference to when Granola both fought Oil and Maggie in the previous chapter and single, well, without effort, um, defeated them quite, quite easily. Um, but um, Alex says that he has no doubts of how strong Gas is. Um, and he even makes the comment that um, Gas may have even won that fight against Granola, which is interesting to think about. But he refrained from having the fight because he didn't want to think about, you know, the worst case scenario, and that is Gas would have been defeated. Um, and he makes the remark that. Um, in time, Gas will fight, and that Gas is the only member of their family who can surpass Frieza himself. So, Gas somehow, some way, has the potential to be extremely strong, as we, as we were led to believe, and as our predictions. So, we'll discuss that more here in a moment, and and then that's kind of how the chapter or chapter that section ends, because now. Um, a few weeks later, we get fast-forwarded to um, Zuno's planet. So Oil and Mackie finally make their way and starts off right at the beginning that um, Mackie is pissed off that 
Zuna requires that she kiss him to ask any question. And um, after some dialogue, she eventually kisses Zuna. Zuna agrees then that he will answer 10 questions. And um, it's kind of funny how they they make the mark a remark in here um, as um, Mackie tells Zuno to get with the times creep. You ever heard of harassment? So um, it seems as the writers are, you know, aware of what is going on in today's age. So um, good to acknowledge that, but um, maybe we can just, I don't know, skip to that part or skip those parts yeah. and just, you know, try to give people some character development. You know, I mean, simple as Zuno being like, I, I changed my, balance, you know, whatever. But oh, well, that's that's what they wrote. So, uh, so that part ends, um, was back to Goku and Vegeta, and we see a whole bunch of panels of um, Goku and Vegeta training. Goku is in. I'm trying to master his Ultra Instinct, his dodging, I guess, uh, while in his base form, and he's having success, doing it pretty good. Vegeta is over training with Beerus, um, and he's learning how to Hakai. He's Hakaiing logs in which uh, Beerus is sending over a waterfall. And then there's a funny scene where uh, Beerus sends the largest uh, tree imaginable over the waterfall and uh, Hakai's it. And just kind of obliterates the entire waterfall. He's happy with it, but Beerus is not happy with it. And so that little training montage is over. And now we go back to Oil and Mackie. Uh, they have um, traveled from Zuno's planet to Earth. Uh, it says some, so not sure how long. And we see that Oil and Mackie. Um, are at uh, Chi-Chi's house first, asking where Goku is. And she says that um, Goku hasn't shown up in months and he needs to come home because we need money. And they said that they have a job for Goku, so money will not be an issue. And then we go back to Whis, who's getting a call from Bulma, because after Mackie went and saw Chi-Chi, they went and saw Bulma. And they apparently told both of them that they need Goku and Vegeta to destroy or uh, to beat this villain uh, who claims to be the strongest in the universe. We all know it's Granola, right? And um, so they um, agree that they're going to come back. And um, they say that um, it's going to take a half hour for um, Goku and um, Vegeta to return. Um, Oil and Mackie say that's that's fine, and um, they would like to use the restroom, right? And as they're walking out of the room, because Bulma told them where the restroom was, um, Oil says, well, that went great. And um, Mackie then states that, well, anyways, next up is, like, so where we left off in the uh, chapter, I'm actually jumping in for a chapter uh, summary first time. So be kind to me. 
so basically we left off with Goku and Vegeta leaving with the rest of the heaters and Bulma's and uh, Chi-Chi are telling Goku to be careful and they're going out to go meet Granola. The heaters are telling us about to take, it'll take 18 days, so about a couple weeks. Oh, pause one second. There was one thing. Okay, so Martin, for the audience, uh, Martin's doing the summary due to technical difficulties in which I am experiencing. Um, Martin, the one thing that we forgot to mention, though, um, was the dragon radar. Yes, yes. So the heaters were looking for the OG dragon radar in Bulma's lab. Chi-Chi asks them what they are doing, and then they come up with some bogus bogus thing, this thing, what they're doing, and they're talking. Chi-Chi's asking that. You better not be paying in that uh, space money because people don't take that here. And they're talking about gold. And then Chi-Chi gets so super happy about that. Then we go to Goku and Vegeta leaving. It'll take about 18 days for them to get to Granola, which is interesting. So they're there just chilling on the ship, patiently going over there. Uh, Goku is seen eating while Vegeta is still training. And then Granola gets a call from the same heaters who are bringing Goku and Vegeta saying that they um, have two assassins from Frieza's army coming for cereal right now. And then the heaters tell Granola that they are Saiyans. So then we, Granola's just like, what? Survivors of the Saiyan race? And they're like, yes. So then we are like, wow, okay. We got some sands coming my way. Granola's like, finally, after I think he says it's been 50 years overdue, but revenge will finally be mine. And that is what we have at basically the end of the chapter. All righty. So, so a couple things to point out in the chapter. Um, so I think one of the first things that we'll want to discuss at the beginning of the chapter is, um, Goku and Whis's training and that, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure what I even am to think of what is ultra instinct. Like, is it, is it a mindset? Is it a technique? Is it a transformation or is it just whatever the hell we want it to be for the time being? Cause I don't. I don't understand what um, the power up then is in regards to ultra instinct. So you and I have talked about this probably at nauseum about when ultra instinct first happened and the, I don't want to call them idiots, but other not maybe as cultured sites were calling ultra instinct a stand transformation. And we had to debunk that because it is obviously not exclusive just fans since um goku was the only one we first saw so we always thought it wasn't really like a transformation maybe it was a transformation for like non-angel type people because obviously goku's physical appearance changes but then we just straight up says like hey this you need to stop treating it as a transformation like basically almost i think a state of being would have been correct and you need to be able to do this in your everyday base form and then if you really need to surpass your limits, you can go to the white hair form if need to. But isn't that, wouldn't we call that a transformation? 
to the white form, I would say that one because his appearance is changing. But I mean, now does he need the white form? Because he can do it in base, which I have an issue with, by the way. But well, the thing with Ultra Instinct that I'm just I don't understand is that so we've all known that it is a mindset in which you know we've been told ever since super started like whenever Weiss was first hinting at all this way back in the day and that is like when you when you separate your mind from your body you can dodge any attack you know you can you no harm can come to you okay so with that being said then it was always given to us that it was a defensive technique you're never going to have you know um any sort of power boost um from it um at least nothing different than what your you know your potential already is um maybe your punches would be stronger but like why would your key blasts why would your energy ever be significantly stronger right mm-hmm. and but then you know ultra instinct comes about in the tournament of power and um goku is able to you know, dodge all of Jiren's attacks. And then he can then handle um, Jiren's key blast, even though in Super Saiyan Blue, he just got pummeled by him. And so then we're like, okay, Ultra Instinct, then whenever it's mastered, gives you a um, attack boost. And now here we are saying that, you know, you can be in Ultra Instinct without having to transform. And that your white hair form is a transformation. It, I, I don't see consistency and it's almost it's almost like they're like they had an idea of what they wanted ultra instinct to be and then it and then it grew into something else and then they're trying to justify it and now they're trying to go back on what they did with uh we saying how angels are always an ultra instinct i think about those old school rumors during tournament of power days like the angels always have ultra instinct because that's why they have white hair. So I guess they kind of solidified that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I start to wonder um, how divine are the angels? Like, like if they're always an ultra instinct, is there an angel that's not an ultra instinct? Um, what, what, what's that angel like? Or is like, were the angels actually a mortal race in which um, Zeno um, decided to, make into a divine being i don't know that's just me shooting shooting shit on that one but um it's yeah i ultra instinct is a just pure mystery and it's not a mystery like when you know cell was first introduced and we're trying to you know piece together this this great elaborate story of cell's origins this is like this is like um, just a story that is told for by a, by a drunk. <laughs> it just it just slightly changes each time. So well, Ultra Instinct is still sweet. It's still cool. I like it. I just I'm not seeing what I feel like is consistency. So, but well, maybe they'll maybe they'll iron out the uh, details here more so in the future. Yeah. So. And then also with the staff and him uh, training with the staff now, I just want to stay on Ultra Instinct before we go to Vegeta. 
And then you see later on chapter how he's able to do it in base. And I mean, that was those cool panels, but I, I'm not going to lie. I still have a huge problem with the greatest divine power that we know being mastered in a couple pages. Correct. I, I still have a huge, I've had a huge problem with it since it took Goku literally 48 minutes their time to get to master an ultra instinct of the tournament of power. And he never heard of it before. Uh, I had a problem with him, quote unquote, Matt. I didn't have a problem with him mastering Omen in the moral arc. I had a problem with moral and sa- uh, Mira sacrificing himself. And then he mastered, mastered. But what is Omen? Well, that's, they skipped. They didn't talk about Omen. They only talked about Silver Hair. Yeah, so it's like, what? What is Omen? I thought Omen. You know, I thought Omen is like you know the defensive, uh, like Ultra Instinct that we all talked about. Um, so, is Omen just you know history now? Is it? Is it going to be non-existent or? It's 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 goofy. And <clears throat> and the thing about the white haired ultra instinct is that that's not even the best ultra instinct there's there's more tears as we yeah. stated in the previous chapters you know he uh, we ultra instinct is more defined than um goku's master ultra instinct and the grand priest is way more um defined and i'm just sitting there i'm like what, what do you mean by defined because if if goku's in his white-haired form then it's like whenever it's like so if if you I guess that's the thing it's like I don't I don't don't follow what they're trying to put put us through right so we'll have to see on that and I still have some things on UI but just going to Vegeta too and him uh, doing the Hakai and looking like he's mastered Hakai and I I mean, it's great for Vegeta, obviously, adding to, like, we've talked about his arsenal, but it's like, really? Like, just in a couple, we don't know the time for how long it's been in their world, but in ours, like, one chapter, and you mastered Akai? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't know, I feel like the pacing on this is a little too fast. Yeah. I hope if they ever bring the anime back that, you know, there's some filler episodes for this. Mm-hmm. Because it shouldn't be four chapters. Are you disappointed that Vegeta is just le- learning Hakai? I like. I'm he's glad he's learning, learning Hakai, mm-hmm. but like, it didn't seem like that's what Beerus was originally going to teach him, right? Right. Because right. Beerus made it seem kind of mysterious what he was going to teach. Whenever you know he has his hands over his head and he's like. Ultra Instinct is not the only technique of the gods or whatever line he said. And we already know that, you know, he could Hakai and he had energy of destruction. So it's like, so he's given us this idea that he's going to teach Vegeta something extraordinary. And then, you know, he's just teaching him how to Hakai. I'm like, all right. Um, I thought, I thought we were going to think outside the box, but well, at least he's learning something. That's different than uh, Goku. Yeah, and even with the Hakai, we've only been seeing him like blow up stuff. We haven't seen him do like the energy like around him so that he can get touched by 
people or they'll be destroyed. Like we haven't seen him put that or like a defensive way. Yes. So, and I, and like you said, I, I am kind of disappointed about the guy. I mean, it's cool that he's learning, but it's like, but I literally saw Vegeta beat Topo with the same thing. So it's like, mm-hmm. is this really going to make Vegeta that much better? Yeah. I don't know. But the other thing that I really just want, so going from that to like the heaters plan, like, I don't know, man, these, these, the heaters know what they're doing. Yeah. That's what you said. That's what you stated in one of the previous chapters. I think I forget. uh, I think it was both of us had stated, you know, the heaters are gearing up to be, you know, the, the final enemy or the biggest enemy in this arc and whether granola is actually an enemy or not. We'll have to wait and see. And we and we were saying that, you know, before we even said that. But um, but you did point out that um, you know, they're the they're the geniuses, they're the masterminds, they're not the strongest, but at this moment they know how to set the dominoes in a particular setting so that whenever they're ready, they'll tip that first one down and everything will start falling uh, according to their plan. So kudos to you. Um, for calling that out yeah because my biggest thing is like i know they have to get earth involved in some way i thought i, I thought bowman chichi would be involved in a way i thought they would send granola to earth and then he starts blowing it up saying where the sand's at then they show up but they went the other way having asking the uh asking the guy for goku and vegeta's weaknesses which is their wives and if they really tell them to do something they're going to do it so i thought that was really smart in a way they're really pulling the strings to this too because also let's just say the goku and vegeta fight against granola gets really bad they're out in the distant world if goku or vegeta gets beat up so bad they can't use instant transmission who's gonna save them now no one knows where they're at Mm -hmm. except for weeks and we and i don't know we had that foreshadowing that he doesn't involve himself in the mortal stuff so maybe and he told goku and vegeta their overconfidence might be an issue so we might expect them to get smoked and they're gonna be out that far who's gonna save them yeah i don't know yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not sure whenever they confront granola and get get their ass beat i don't know if like you know the namekian is going to be the one um is going to be the one who saves them um you know, I don't know if he's going to distract Granola or some somehow, some way. But also remember that when this um, when this occurs and Granola confronts Goku and Vegeta, that's not going to be the only plot that's happening at that moment. You're going to have Oil and Mackie searching for the two Dragon Balls mm-hmm. because they'll have the Dragon Radar. They'll be out and about. And then when they get those balls, who knows if they're going to make their wish right then and there, if they're going to make their take the balls, leave, leave the planet and go back and see, you know, Alec and uh, gas, because maybe gas is, you know, super strong right now. But they're going to use the power of the Dragon Balls to make gas, um, you know, like, you know, do the same kind of wish for granola uh, on gas. So there's. There's there's going to be another that plot that will also be happening at the same time. Got got a question 
for you since they're taking Bulma's dragon radar. If we're gonna go back old school, back dynamic days, is that dragon radar Dragon Ball Universal? Didn't Bulma have to change it up so it can find the Namekian Dragon Balls, or does it find any Dragon Balls? Because there was that plot point from back in the dynamic saga. I am, I'm trying to remember if she had to tweak the radar for the dragon for the Namekian balls. I can't, I can't remember. I'd have to revisit that. But remember, she for the Super Dragon Balls, she had to use um, she had to make that new one. You know, the one that looked like a uh, like a big old like tennis racket kind of thing. You know, but um, yeah, so yeah, that's probably you know that's probably a plot point that. I imagine they just ignore, you know what I mean? Um, because part of me thinks that's the reason why there's two Dragon Balls and not a set of seven is because they didn't want they didn't want the story to handle another set. You know, they, they didn't want to deal with five Dragon Balls. They just wanted to advance the plot. So they just made two. And no, yeah. Because that's also part of the reason why, you know, um, in the chapter, um, Oil and Mackie were talking about that the Earth's Dragon Balls had been used within a year, so they're turned to stone, but these two um, on Planet Serial never turned to stone. Yeah. And that's just, again, because they're, they're over those restrictions that they set, you know, 30 years ago. So Right. And then with uh, Granola is getting ready uh, for the revenge. Obviously, he doesn't know. And you talked about more plot. I was even going to go further with that. That, of course, the first two sands that he's about to see are King Vegeta's son, who looks obviously like Vegeta. And if he saw Bardock in human form, Bardock, who was the one who killed everyone, is the last picture we saw. So that's more plot going to if they go with that yep so we'll we'll and uh, I'm, I'm willing to bet that next chapter we'll uh we'll see um we'll see some you know maybe another flashback um to the time of when the saints attack because um yeah well i mean i really do believe though that granola is that he saw bardock um in humanoid form and that whenever he sees Goku, he's just going to get really pissed. I'm not 100% sure. I would imagine so that he would have uh, seen, you know, King Vegeta. But on the flip side, though, it's like, you know, um, he probably wouldn't recognize that Vegeta was King Vegeta's son. Um, unless he just happens to know about the royal family and how, how that all works. But because Bardock and Goku look identical, he'll be like... You're the son of the bastard who killed my family in the church, or whatever it is. And I think Goku is going to be the one to get his ass kicked first. And um, as I made the the bold prediction, however many chapters ago, I think Granola's going to kill him. I think he's going to kill Goku, and I think he's going to Hakai him, if anything. So we'll. We'll see how it goes, because I don't know how Granola is going to get past, you know, Ultra Instinct. Especially if Goku is now training this thing where he can be in his base form and dodge all these attacks. 
Right. And I and that's the other thing with Ultra Instinct too is like and with Goku, and he even said, like, with this training, like I, there's no way I'm gonna lose to anyone. I'm thinking like, yeah, how would he lose to anyone? He can do ultra instinct net well for what we so he can do ultra instinct in base form. Base yeah. form. So it's like I don't know who would be besides like an angel and above, I don't know who'd be able to beat him. Mm-hmm. Just with that, like I, I I don't even know if we're talking about the strongest in the multiverses. I don't even know what Jiren would do against a Goku can do Ultra Instinct and base. Mm-mm. Jiren would get stomped. Which is he would. wild to say out loud. Yep. Yep. So it's just like, and I get that Goku and Vegeta, they've been on their separate things, but soon, maybe sooner or later they have a rematch or something like that. Like, I don't know what Vegeta would do against. Goku going in base mastered ultra instinct. You know, I, I start to try to think how these chapters are going to pan or play out. And I'm like, so I make that prediction, you know, Goku gets killed. He gets Hakai by Granola. So then what does that do then for Vegeta? Because Vegeta's then going to be standing there in complete utter shock um, of what happened. And um, I think there's some significance to before they left Beerus's planet, um, Beerus um, tosses over that ring, uh, that earring, you know, the God of Destruction earring over to Vegeta um, to signify that, you know, he can use uh, that he can use energy of destruction or whatever. I think, I don't think that was just um, part of just, you know, just like a passing, just, you know, um, between mentor and um, student, I think that has some significant meaning, and I think that that God of Destruction earring, I think that when a user wears it, I think it prevents them from being able to be destroyed um, by um, people who also use energy of destruction. So I think. I think the reason why that is is uh, so the um, so the Supreme Kai's they have their Batara earrings, you know, and they um, they those those earrings allow for them to fuse with one another. We know how fusion works. It allows for the Supreme Kai's to travel through time with the time rings, so they do serve a purpose. And it would only make sense, in my eyes, that the God of Destruction's earring um, also serves a purpose. So, um, if Granola uses um, Hakai on Goku, Goku doesn't have the earring, he gets killed. That's how he gets past Ultra Instinct. Um, and then um, it also would kind of prove Beerus's point because in the chapter, right again, right before they leave, he tells Vegeta, hey, show, show them that the God of Destruction's technique is better than the Angel's technique. Well, maybe Vegeta won't be the one to show them, but Granola is, you know. Um, but then it would prevent uh, Vegeta from getting killed as he has that earring on. Now, Vegeta would would get stomped um, really bad still. Um, so then it would go from there. And the only ways in which I think, you know, they get saved is somehow they convince granola that they're not assassins and that the heaters are the enemy and granola 
for some reason stops his act of revenge. Uh, good luck. Or the Namekians somehow stops Granola and saves him. Or just straight up Whis or Beerus intervene. Maybe not to fight Granola, but at least to get him out. Because I don't see Frieza coming out of nowhere to save them. But what's your thought on any of that? Just to go on the ladder, you just mentioned his name. Out of all this, where the hell is Frieza? Yeah, we've how many chapters? Well, we're 10 chapters into this thing. We haven't even seen Frieza's drawing. No. We didn't see him when Moro was, you know, running through the universe, except in that that one um, kind of off chapter that they released. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know if that's canon. I really never looked into it, but oh well. Yeah, so he, Frieza has to obviously be a part of this. We'll see how later that goes. And with Granola, I, I do think, I think Goku's going to fight first. And I was going to ask too, like, Next month will be the first time we see some fighting in a while. And Goku, who has mastered Ultra Instinct in base form, just because we're uh, obviously it's the way the writers have to go, he's going to get stomped, which is, I feel like it's going to piss a lot of people off. Like, how do you master Ultra Instinct to that point? You're about to get stomped by a guy who made the wish with the Dragon Balls. And if he stomps Goku like that, then there's no way. I don't think Vegeta's beating him. So I'm already thinking like how there's going to have to be a change of heart, something. And I can't believe also just to go back to Bowman and Chi-Chi that they were so gullible that some random people from space that they've never heard of wants their husbands to come fight some bad guy. And if I felt like, and just from the previous arc, if the bad guy was that bad, wouldn't Jocko come and get them because it'd be a galactic control issue. Yeah, like just to get the last arc because that's how they got involved with Moro. Jocko got Goku and Vegeta and brought them on. Like, why would some random people that they've never seen? I felt that I was just thinking those two. It is true. That's very true. It, yeah. Why are they that gullible? I didn't think about that. That's very true. Yeah, that makes no sense. Like how the last arc started. Literally, that's how it started. Jocko came down. I need help. They go with them. These people they've never seen don't have no galactic patrol, nothing. And someone was talking about, I saw some of the spoilers or whatever, that Mirus was coming like to help Goku train. I was like, I don't know where y'all getting that spoiler from, but that was definitely, Mirus was not a part of this chapter at all. Nope. So I'm already thinking, man, like, I know they don't like doing this on like a one singular person, but. Are they going to have to fuse to beat this guy? I don't even know if that's enough. If he's that strong. I really wish Broly would fight. Uh, I want to see I want to see Broly's near unlimited potential versus Granola. <laughs> like, like, you know, how fast um, Broly adapts in the middle of the fight, how strong he is, even in his base. Mm-hmm. Good, goodness gracious. Him him and Granola would be a, a great fight, but yeah, but yeah, we gotta we gotta see him against Goku. So I'm just thinking, I was like, if a Gogeta or a Vegito is really truly needed, which I don't think it will, but just Omega last case, you have a fusion that can do mastered ultra instinct and base and Hakai thing. It it'd be sweet. I don't I don't know how anybody would 
you know, fair against it in a fair fight. Just who knows? So I've also thought too with like the Dragon Balls that they could make someone the strongest in the universe with a price. Could they take that away? Like, what if the next arc or whatever, like, yeah, we'll never be Goku and Vegeta because they've trained so hard. Why don't we just get the Dragon Balls to wish their powers away? Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Um, didn't they? Didn't they try that with? Well, not not take away their powers, but like, didn't they? Like, didn't someone discuss using their Dragon Balls just to kill an enemy? And somebody was like, you know, the, the dragon can only cannot can only only has the power of the person that created it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so they can't just kill him, but could they, like what you said, remove his powers? Um, I would think so, but I mean, at least you know with the Super Dragon Balls, you can do whatever the hell you wish. You can mind, sw- you can Captain Ginyu, um, whoever you want to, Zamasu, and no issues there, but. I also, man, I'm really on this. They just showed up to Earth, which I do love because they're going, they're being manipulative. But I'm also thinking of people like Dende, like on Kami's Lookout Piccolo. Like if you're watching the Earth, like you got to tell these guys do not, you can tell they don't have good intentions and they're, and they're yeah. lying and stuff like that. And, and just going back to this Goku and Vegeta training, because it's cool that they're learning this, but it's just too fast for me. Like just think about, it took them a year of uninterrupted, so no BS that they have to worry about, no wives calling them, uh, just for them to upgrade their Super Saiyan 1. No. Like, and then just think about, from that, it took Goku seven, seven years to get Super Saiyan 2 and 3, and he had to be dead to get it. And it took Vegeta like seven years to get Super Saiyan 2. But then we're getting these, we're getting Hakai and Ultra Instinct. And dude, I don't even know if it's been a week since they beat Moro. No, I think I think officially it's just a few months. Like that, that is too to me, that's way too quick. And I know some people are just, and I know we talked about like, oh, other people got involved in the moral fight. We actually saw, like, Gohan, Piccolo, like, the Z fighters fighting people, but now, I mean, I don't know what the hell they'd be even worth a damn for. Because, yeah, I just, like, I don't know, unless, unless Mirno shows up, like, the fan manga, I don't know who the hell they're trying to fight, like, after this. Yeah. Angels, or they need to go to another universe. They have to do something, but we probably won't know that for another year and a half. So, and I don't know if you've seen these things that people were trying to say that Goku had to learn Master Ultra Instinct in base because that's what he fought Ubin in base at the tournament. But I was like, well, Goku still got raggedy clothes and still got hit. So, you know, you know, you know I was actually thinking. I know it's not because again, I'm trying to wrap my head around what is Ultra Instinct. I was starting to wonder if Ultra Instinct is actually just Goku. You know, in his base form, being able to dodge power and all that stuff, and his white form was actually him and Ultra Instinct turning into a Super Saiyan, just like Ooh. how Super Saiyan God and Super Saiyan Blue, mm-hmm. you know, is Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. So, well, at this point now, 
which knowing Goku, he'll go through the paces and go through like two or three transformations to see how strong Granola is. I was going to say rest in peace to the reason Super started with Super Saiyan God and Super Saiyan Blue. Those are truly obsolete. And of course, since they'll be obsolete, that's what Vegeta will be mixing his Akai with, thinking they'll stand a chance against a mastered Ultra Instinct person. Yeah, so I don't think, um, I think we'll get a preview of like the beginning of the fight at the end of the next chapter. But I think 73 is going to be where we get all of our uh, action. So, because there's going to be a lot of talking, you know? Yeah, they're going to be like, what are you doing here? Things like that. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Your, you know, that, that'd be the first thing that I would I would say. Like, he'd be like, Granola would be like, you're what take me to Frieza. And then they're going to be like, why? We, we don't know anything about Frieza. Like, we don't, we don't know where Frieza is. And then he's be like, you're a liar. You were sent here to kill me. And then they'd be like, uh, yeah, we heard you're a bad guy. Doing bad stuff. And then Granola would be like, uh, no. I, I, I've never done anything bad. Look at what your ancestors did to my home. And then they'd be like, ooh, well, we didn't do that. And then he'd be like, I don't care. And then they'd be like, are you really bad? <laughs> well, you brought up the ancestors to his home. That goes back to the first training thing with Vegeta. With Beerus, how is like, Beerus asked him, do you feel guilt for your um, people's like stuff? And then Vegeta gave his answer. So that might make Vegeta hesitate a little bit because he might start feeling some guilt. Maybe maybe Vegeta won't even fight. Maybe he'll just be like, all right, man, I, I get you. I get you. What do you need? What do you need help? Yeah, because it's not like Vegeta likes Frieza. I mean, uh, but I'm wondering, too, that if Frieza's out there training, because in four months, that dude came back from hell and he was not even stronger than an imperfect Super Saiyan 1 Goku or Trunks. So he trains for four months and then he's up to the same level as a Super Saiyan Blue. So if he's training now, how strong would Frieza be right now? I mean, he should he should be the strongest in the universe, probably. You know, mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe he's just sitting on his throne wondering why he's not taller. I mean, the last, yeah, the last time we did see he was going to try and make that new device to control Broly. I mean, his best moment in Super is when that Frieza stopped that uh, God of Destruction energy. Yeah. There's there's things I'm, I, I like the Goku and Vegeta training stuff, but I feel like it's just way, way too fast. And they get so strong to get put down by random people. It's like, what's the training for and and Frieza's still nowhere to be seen, but we're finally going to see some action next month, so that's going to yeah. be super, super cool. Mitch, anything else about this uh, chapter that we missed on? Not that I can recall. I think we covered all the basis of uh, everything that's important, and we're just, you know, looking forward to the next chapter. Hey, that is awesome. Uh, Mitch, any, any last shout-outs you want to do before we sign off here today? Uh, nope. Nothing specific today, everyone. Give a like, subscribe, you know, uh, however you may be listening. Tune in to everyone else who uh, contributes to L7C. You'll learn something, I promise. And uh, other than that, well, take care and have a great evening, everyone. Yeah, and I really got no more to add to that. So thank you, everyone, everyone for listening to the 
L7C Podcast. Thank you, Mitch, for being our Dragon Ball expert and reviewing each manga chapter. Next month, we're going to have some action. We're going to have finally a fight. We haven't had a fight in a little bit, so cannot wait for that. And with that being said, thank you, everyone, for listening to the L7C Podcast. You guys take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.